Welcome to Buffy Speak, everybody. My name is Caroline. Good day. I'm Beth. Yeah, and we have great news for you. Today's episode was Cordelia-centered. It was the best! It was all about Cordelia. She was in almost every scene. It was spectacular. It was really awesome. What a banger of an episode. I know. I really enjoyed this one. It was very metaphorical. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so this episode... Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it before, or those of you who haven't seen it in a long time, there is a girl who, um, she's, like, really, her name's Macy. Marcy. Marcy. Wow. I'm part of the problem. Uh, so there's a girl named Marcy who, um, she's, like, she doesn't have any friends. She's really unpopular in school like that and stuff like that. And, um, because the school is on the Hellmouth, uh, the, like, mystical energy or whatever um caused that seems to be their like go-to yeah it's because we're on the Hellmouth. don't worry about it these days yeah um so because they're on the Hellmouth, it like warped reality to make it so she was literally invisible instead of just figuratively and mm-hmm. so uh yeah so like teachers weren't calling on her and she would make jokes and people wouldn't hear her and which to be honest her jokes weren't that good she was like i'm so overlooked i make these jokes but i didn't laugh but whatever (laughs) um so marcy turns invisible and she starts terrorizing the school and like killing or hurting everybody that wronged her and she like loses it and she's running around being like i'll show them and it's like marcy it's not that it ain't that important yeah it's not let it go the funny thing is she um they find out she's been missing for six months. Yes. So that means she's been invisible for six months, and she's waited until, like, prom time, basically. Yes. To to do all this, which is, like, insane. She's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she for sure is. At first, I was like... I don't know. I flip-flopped around this episode because Cordelia was being super annoying at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. where um, there's a scene where the teacher is reading a speech from a Jewish man being like, if you cut us, do we not bleed? And it's yeah, basically it's him from, being like... I think like, it's from The Merchant of Venice. Okay. Uh, cool. Um, but yeah, so she reads that and then Cordelia's like, he makes it all about himself. And I'm like, Cordelia, think of the marginalized groups. But... <laughs> Then I was like, oh, man, I feel really sorry for Marcy. Maybe Cordelia isn't my favorite character of all time. But then by the end of the episode, I was like, what was I thinking? Of course Cordelia is my favorite episode. My my favorite character of all time. Okay, what are your notes? Tell me them. I have literally, um, like, 50% of it is just varied ways to say I love Cordelia. Yeah, I don't blame you. (laughs) She's the best. Oh, I love her so much. One of her first lines of this episode's... Uh, that I uh, I laughed out loud at. Uh, she so Buffy runs out of the library and accidentally bumps into Cordelia and all the other popular kids, and she drops her bag and all the medieval tools go everywhere and the weapons are everywhere and she's like trying to explain why she has all these stakes and stuff like that. And Cordelia is like, I don't know why they, I don't know. Here I wrote it down. I don't know why this school admits mentals like her. It's like <laughs> Cordelia. Out of everything that your school has done, the fact that they let Buffy in is like just the it's the probably least the best of your thing they Yeah, well I think it's might be the best thing that they've done so far. For like real. 
like there's deaths left and right and stuff like that. The principal was eaten, which we keep going back to, but I still can't get over that. Can't get over Flutie. R.I.P. in peace. I know. So the principal's eaten, and Cordelia's like, this school lets in weirdos. My favorite, um, (laughs) at the beginning, so, like, they call it May Queen, but it's basically, like, homecoming or prom. It's prom. Um. Because it's in May. Yeah. So, like, um, uh, Cordelia's obsessed with, like, getting the vote or whatever, and she's obsessed with her dress, which is gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, she I really liked her dress. Beautiful. Um, <sighs> but uh, she's walking down the hall with this guy who she's taking to May Queen dance, whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, she's talking about her dress, and he goes, "Oh, blue like your eyes." And she goes, "My eyes are hazel, Helen Keller." And I yeah. died. I died. Also, her eyes are very much just straight up brown. Uh Hazel, the as um, the excuse of the brown-eyed masses. I know, and as a brown, I'm a brown-eyed person, for those of you who don't know what I look like, and I find that very offensive, because, like, I totally get it. There's, like, totally a stigma about brown eyes, and girls are, myself included, are always like, oh, I wish I had blue or green eyes or something like that, and then brown, whatever, but I'm like, at least just don't lie about it, because there's so, I know so many brown-eyed girls that are like, uh, if you're like, oh, you have brown eyes, they're always like, uh, no, they actually, they turn green in the sun, so I consider them green. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just accept it, They turn right. green the week before my period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, in certain lights, and also when there is a full moon, yeah, and um, also when I eat pineapples. Yeah, and when uh, on um, Tuesdays, and when the lottery is above two million. Ooh. Um, anyway, um, yeah, this episode was bomb. Yeah, it was the I best. really enjoyed this episode. Uh, <laughs> my my first note is my eyes are hazel, Helen color, and all caps. But my second, my second and third <laughs> notes are I love Cordelia. And I also love overdramatic English teachers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had um, a couple of those. Oh, man. That teacher was Ms. Ms. Miller. Miller. She was getting into it. I had a Miss Miller at my high school, but she taught statistics, and she was a wild, wild woman. <laughs> she was... I can't even describe her. We don't have time. And also, nobody else cares but you. <laughs> so let's talk about the show that people actually care about instead. Um, uh, I loved the image of Giles at the cafeteria tables, which was a new thing. I don't know if you noticed, but usually the kids go to find him. They'll find him in the library yeah, or that yeah. one time at the talent show or whatever. And then he came and found them, and he had to sit at their lunch table. And I was like, this is a funny scene. <laughs> at this point, like, don't you think other teachers should have like raised concerns with him? Well, like, I mean... Is that what you would expect from the school that hasn't called the police yet? <laughs> okay, um, I want to get into this later, but the FBI shows up at this school. No, my last note is FBI, question mark, question mark, question mark. The FBI shows up at this school, and instead of, like, being like, hmm, this school is should be burned to the ground. yeah. The FBI is They're not concerned like, at all. Let's uh, train political assassins. Which I thought was a super cool ending, by the way. So the girl's invisible, right? And she's never going to be visible again. And the FBI, like Buffy, uh, 
What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. What are you trying to say? Decapacitates her? Yeah, yeah. She kind Is of, that a word? She kind of just incapacitates. Thank she, you. She so like, she, like, kind knocks, of like her, knocks her, her out. Yeah, yeah. And then the FBI come in, and they're like, FBI, freeze! And then Buffy's like, where the hell have you been? And they're like, oh, sorry. And then they pick up this girl, and they take her to government headquarters where she learns to become an assassin, which I thought was a very... Because I would have been kind of... Because I didn't really want her to die, no. you know? And because uh, there's... The episode kind of makes you feel sorry for her. And, um... Yeah, so I didn't want her to die, but I didn't want her... Like, she can't go to jail. She's invisible. So I was I was glad they found that, like, resolution for her. And I was also really concerned that they would have just been like, Marcy just left, you know? And I was like, ugh. Right. What about... I just don't... What about her parents? Did her yeah. parents just not care that she disappeared? Well, I'm, I'm guessing that, like, maybe... Maybe, um... Is she presumed like, dead? Yeah, or maybe they are looking for her and we just don't see it. Because the show is basically from Buffy's point of view. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of get that. Which also, speaking of Buffy's point of view, Xander and Willow were kind of lame this whole episode. They, I was waiting for them to explain why. So, like, in the beginning of the episode, they start, like... For some reason, Willow, like, suddenly remembers a field trip that they went on in, like, fifth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. And they all start, like, and her and Xander start, like, laughing and talking about it, like, and they're not making any sense because, like, they're saying things like only they would understand. It's an inside joke. Yeah, it's an inside joke. And, like, the entire episode, they're being super, like, cutesy. Yeah, it was weird. really weird. And I was waiting, because I couldn't remember. It's been so long since I, like, watched any of season one, and I mm -hmm. couldn't remember. I was like, is there a point to all this? I think the point was to um, establish how lonely Buffy can get sometimes, which is something that I've already picked up on anyway. Like, she's constantly, like, walking around in graveyards by herself, doing this by herself, which, like, I know is, like, the duty of the Slayer or whatever if you want to take it seriously. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I've been 16. Hmm. You do not. Like, that sucks. That sucks. And she can't be with the boy that she likes, even though he likes her back, which is so rare that you like a boy and he likes you back. Right. At the same time. It and never she likes happens. him. Yeah, and so she, like, can't be with him, and really, I don't know, she spends, it seems like she has the best relationship with Giles out of everybody. Mm -hmm. So far, I know Willow's, like, her best friend, and you kind of saw a little bit of that in the episode where Willow had that computer boyfriend, <laughs> and uh, she was like, what? You're not allowed to keep secrets from me? What the hell? And, like, they're talking like that. And I'm like, oh, they must be way closer. But you don't get that any, like, you haven't had that sense since they had that little talk. Like, I don't think I've had, I've seen them have a conversation by themselves since then. They had the one in the last episode about um, Buffy's parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the beginning of the episode, though. Yeah, no, I remember. Um, but yeah, and like, Xander's just weird around her and doesn't really treat her like a person. No. Um, but yeah, I feel bad for Buffy. But I think the point of, the like, point making Xander and Willow act like that was just to kind of, like, lay down the foundation of, like, being lonely. I think... And, like, drawing that relationship between her and Cordelia and then them and Marcy, too. 
What do you think? <sighs> you don't like? <gasps> oh no, our Skype just crashed. There? Pause. Technical difficulties. All right, we got our technical difficulties We're back. all sorted out. Yeah. Um, so another thing I liked about this episode was whenever Buffy's still trying to figure out like uh, the in where the invisible girl is and like who she is, she goes through a door, and as the door swings out, you see that there is a poster on it that just has the word "school spirit" written over and over and over <laughs> again, not even in Sunnydale colors. Really, it's bright orange. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was oh like, that gosh. is almost as good of a find as uh, seeing the picture of Giles and Willow in her locker, Ooh, which I noticed I, the other day, by the way. Last you episode. did? Yeah, in the last yeah, episode? I saw it. Yep, she so opens weird. her locker, and I was like, there it is. They're there like it is. two feet apart. I know. What else did you like about this episode, other than all the Cordelia? Um. Well, it was, it, you know, curious, you should ask. In my notes, I wrote, where is Angel in all caps? And then, like... Oh, my oh. God. That dude, he just shows up at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Which um, brings I me was... to one of my notes. Really? Um, if Angel can't see his reflection, how is his hair so perfectly quaffed? How I does bet, he do it? I bet he, um... I wonder if if you can take pictures of vampires? I don't think so. That sounds. It's. I. I want to say that you can't. But um, yeah, because wouldn't that be a reflection? Like, like. Okay, um, so yeah, some there are mirrors I fix, inside I fix cameras, my makeup. right? Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, because that's how you take a picture. Mm-hmm. Is with mirrors inside of the lenses. Yeah. Okay, okay. so wait, you can't take pictures of them either. Maybe he just feels so it how out. How does he do it? Maybe he's got a friend. Maybe he's got a roommate that they fix each other's hair in the morning. My roommate and I do that. She braids my hair for me. Yeah. I mean, we... Um, so maybe that's a possibility. We we saw him where he lives, but maybe maybe he's got a, like a, a roommate who, like, works a day job at, like, Office Depot. Yeah. And he but just, is also a great hairstylist. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, okay... And he doesn't question The possibilities are endless. Yeah. Um, Um, What were you saying about Angel, though? You were like, where is Angel? I I was like, where is he? And then, like, two scenes later, he, like, popped up in the library. Um, Yeah, and he had... He was acting very weird. Yeah, yeah. Giles was like, I want this book, but it's lost. And Angel was like, ha ha. It was just misplaced, which is the same thing as lost, by the way. So I don't know what he was doing. And then he was all like, whatever, about finding them blacked out. Right. In the basement. So, okay, so the invisible girl, uh, just to give you some context, the invisible girl uh, locks Giles, Xander, and um, Willow. Willow in the basement and then uh, turns on the gas and blows out the pilot light and, like, breaks the lever. So the gas is filling up the room, and they're, like, suffocating in there. And then Angel breaks in through the basement, I guess. That's how he gets into the school. That's what he tells you. So he gets into the school through the basement, and then he's like, oh, and I smelled the gas, and I was looking for it. That's how I found you guys. But then he's just kind of like, see you later. I was just dropping off a book. <laughs> Whatever. It was It was very... Um, 
what's the literary term where like the gods called in and then they fix everything? Deus ex machina. Yeah, it was very like that, except instead of the gods, it was a very handsome vampire. Mm-hmm. Well, not very handsome. He's pretty. He's okay. He's, he's very pretty aber- good looking. He's very like he is good looking, but it's in like such like a class like a normal way. Right. He's so normy. I'm like, I can't take you seriously. That's my. And he's always squinting. (laughs) He is. Just, you're going to notice it now that I pointed it out. (laughs) He's always looking at something far away. Yeah. Um, Wait, have we made the joke before that he just needs. Dude, we totally have. I was about to say maybe he just needs glasses. And then I (laughs) went, but we've already had that conversation. About, uh, like, I was like, maybe he just has astigmatism, and you were like, and it's looked down upon to get glasses in the vampire community. Uh, time is a flat circle. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed Angel and Giles bonding. Me too. I really like that, because I, I didn't really like... I don't like when anybody... Like, okay, I have this problem whenever my roommates will bring a guy home. If he mm-hmm. doesn't say hi to us when he walks past us... I'm like, okay, bad sign. Yeah. Like, to not be polite like that. And so, for me, like, whenever Angel was just kind of like, oh, I'm just here to make out with Buffy, I was like, um, bye, boy. <laughs> but now he's going to be friends with the rest of them, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do you think he'll be friends with Xander? I hope not. Oh, man. that Xander, lo- who, by the way, is looking more and more like a 30-year-old as this season goes on. <laughs> Like, I thought he looked too old for high school on the first episode, and now there's seven more seasons. I don't know how they're going to keep passing this off. (laughs) Yes, this is obviously an underage child. Yeah. What are you going to do? He can't even vote. He can't even vote. Um, uh, I love Cordelia. I love Cordelia. Cordelia looks beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> she did a lot this episode like she always does but it was a lot of like oh it was pretty God, heavy-handed her yeah. beauty i wonder what that actress is like in real life charisma carpenter because you know she looks like yeah she's perfect all right I've, I've wait what's her name again charisma carpenter all right charisma carpenter if you're listening to this we want to know what you're like please I write w- us a cover letter of what <laughs> you're like yes Give us three references. None of them can be Buffy actors. Yes, three references. No. And they can't be personal either. No, they have to be work-related. Don't give us your mom's phone number. Yes, please. And then just send them to the Buffy Twitter. Mm -hmm. Which is Buffy underscore speak, if any of you are wondering. True. We have 11 whole followers. Um, Oh my god, we're breaking 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 barriers. Uh, So, I thought it was really funny. Um... They didn't have to rely super hard on um, <laughs> on CGI this uh, this episode, but no, I thought it was funny um, when uh, so so throughout the episode, Marcy's like the most extra person in the world. By the way, oh like, yeah, she just she's so dramatic. She has no boundaries whatsoever. She thinks she's completely justified in everything she does. And it's yeah, like, it, you just you know what it reminded a girl me down of? the stairs. Who? Um, it reminded me of in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when the guy, when um, 
Andy Samberg is interrogating a guy, and he's like, I did it for oh love. And he goes, cool motive, still murder. Yeah, that's exactly. It reminds like, me Marcy's of that. Like, Marcy's like, they turned me... They turned me invisible, and we're like, cool motive, that's still, you still pushed Harmony down the stairs. Yeah. And you, you cut Cordelia in the face, which is not okay In her us. beautiful face. Yeah, she needs that for looking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So, let's talk about, um, oh frick, no. I was gonna say, sorry, the reason I started talking about Marcy being extra is, um. Oh yeah. Uh, the, um. So, like, throughout the episode, the first person she beats up, she writes, look, on the lockers. Yes. The, um, and then, uh, when she tries to murder the kindly English teacher. Yes. She. Who just loves her job. Yeah, like, she's just good at her job, and she likes spreading knowledge. Yep. Um, but, uh. She um, she writes listen on the blackboard, right? But like, yeah. But like, it's so funny because you see her, you see this invisible person pick up chalk and write listen on the blackboard, and it's uh-huh. so funny because, like, it. I don't know how to describe it because the the letters, the 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 strokes she makes on the blackboard blackboard are so obviously like inserted in post. Yes. And the no, letters themselves too. look terrible. They look like the scratchings oh, of a madman. Marcy has, Marcy has horrible handwriting. I wrote that. Let's One of my notes is literally there. just Marcy has terrible handwriting. Yeah, but then on the last one, she writes like "learn" Le- in, yeah, glitter in glitter on, on a, a curtain. I don't know. Maybe. Oh my god. Wait. Maybe that was there for the May Queen dance or whatever. Because it's a school, right? Learn. So you learn there? Yeah. I don't know. We didn't have any big signs that said learn at my prom. So <laughs> maybe. But, I mean, I'm assuming that she put it there. So she can't She can't write the word listen. Well, her N, can, the, the three separate lines that make up the N are like disjointed. <laughs> they are not touching at all. Oh, my God. Maybe that's why she was missing for six months before she started antagonizing everybody. Because she was busy making that banner. <laughs> yeah, the banner like, that says "Listen" on it. She's too busy stealing glue and glitter from the local craft store. Yeah, well, because she couldn't just take it all at once. Because then they would be like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Like she had to take a little at a time, you know. I'm sure she got some from the. Considering she was living in the school, I'm sure she got some from the arts room. But mm-hmm. still, it's hard being an invisible girl when you're trying to make a huge banner for dramatic effect on one of your murders. Like, where yeah. do you get the supplies? Where? We admire Marcy for her perseverance. Yes. Just she, she Don't be like she's, Marcy. She's admirable in her insanity. I know. I know. Uh, um, <laughs> there was something else I wanted to talk about with Marcy writing. Whatever. It's gone. It's gone now. It's gone out of my head. Gone with the wind. Also, um, I still don't... We're never told why uh, she beat Mitch up. I think it's just because um, he... He was popular? He's... Well, no. I think what it is, what we're led to believe, is this girl, Marcy's going for all the people around Cordelia. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like when you're in the mafia and you, tor- yeah. you torture yeah. all the people who matter to the person and then you kill yeah. them. Yeah, this is just like the mafia. It's true. Um, there's an. In- <laughs> I was going to say there's it- an invisible people mafia, but uh, there literally is. <laughs> oh my god, there is at the end of this. Yeah. I've, wait, I already talked about that, but I did really. You like want to know ending. what I? I have a question about that. Okay. So um, they take her into this classroom, which like has huge windows, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I invisible guess invisible people need sunlight too. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, I guess if you looked in, you would just see a woman talking to an empty classroom, which like fine, I guess. Yeah. But, um, how did she know? How did Marcy know where to sit? I don't know. I was wondering that, too. I was kind of, I was not kind of hoping, I was really, really uh, intensely hoping someone? that whenever they said, whenever they were like, all right, have a seat, the FBI, they take her into the classroom and they're like, all right, have a seat so you can learn to become a government assassin, whatever. And I was praying to all gods that may or may not be out there that she would pull out a seat and sit down and someone would be like, hey, <laughs> And she, and she would be like, oops, sorry. And then, like, sit in the seat next to her. No, that's, I, but that oh. didn't happen. She just sat down. That would I was take like, away. God, you missed a wonderful opportunity there. I would have done it. If I was Joss Whedon, I would have done it. I'm like, okay, I don't care what else you change, but this has to be in it. Yeah, be like, this is the script. If you change the last scene, I will literally quit. I will murder. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to cut your face which also is that what she was planning to do so marcy like ties cordelia up and numbs her face and then she has all these surgical tools and she's like i'm gonna ruin your pretty face was she just gonna like scratch her up i don't know which by the way if cordelia's face were really numb she wouldn't have been able to speak yeah i know um but we make allowances yeah. Um, um, I think it was yeah. going to be like it was. It was going to be like, let's put a smile on that face, like that kind of. Yeah, that kind of yeah. deal. Like she was probably yeah, just. I gonna was kind of like, scared at that part. This I felt like this episode so far has had the highest stakes. Has the highest what stakes? I don't know what you're saying. The the highest stakes. Stakes. Okay. I'm with you. We can cut all that out with me trying to figure out what you're saying. Okay, wait. So I'll start then. Yeah, no, totally. I totally think that, like, like she was going to get her face cut off. Yeah. And people were dying. And it was an invisible person. Because, like, with the other people, with the vampires, it's like, okay. Um, or even with the puppet, like, the brains and the heart got cut out and stuff like that. But at least it was a physical thing. And we were like, oh, well, Buffy's going to kill it. But it was like an invisible girl. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know. If I were her and I were fighting her, I would bring, like, a bunch of baby powder and I would just yeah. throw it all around me. And then some of it would stick to her and then I'd punch the baby powder. I feel like that's been her. done be like, in a show before. Like, maybe the X-Files That's been done before? Um, yeah. Um, I can't remember when. It's something that I've seen recently, but they pour something on someone and then they beat him up. <laughs> in the pacifier starring vin diesel one time these bad guys break into the baby room and then the vin diesel he gets the baby powder and then he throws it all in their face and then he pushes them out the window that's a good movie that's probably what i was thinking of i was probably thinking of the vin diesel classic the pacifier 
Yeah. If you, you haven't seen The Pacifier starring Vin Diesel, you need to go do that. That's our recommendation. Funny, Last week it was Game Grumps. This week it's Pacifier. <laughs> you you want to know a funny... Um, one time I had a dream uh, that I... <laughs> I, I came into my room, my bedroom, and Vin Diesel was sitting on my bed. And, what? And I was... Wait, clothed? This is... Yes. It wasn't a sexual thing at all. Okay, well, I didn't know. I was asking. He was, he was sitting on my bed like like a parent would sit on your bed if they wanted to talk to you okay. about, like, trouble in school or whatever. Um. Oh, no. He was sitting on my bed, and I was like, hey. Um. And... I was like, um, sorry, my dad just called. It's my dad's birthday, everyone. Um, Happy birthday, Mr. Lindley. Uh, but, um, frick. Oh, yeah, he was sitting on my bed, and I was like, hey. And I remember in the dream, like, I remember being like, oh, this is normal. Um, and uh, he was, he, like, patted the spot next to him on the bed, and I, like, awkwardly oh, no. sat next to him, and he was like, were you in I, trouble? No, he's like, how you doing? And I was like, I'm good. Oh. And he was like... He just wanted to catch up. Yeah, he was like, how is school? And I was like, school's fine. And he's like, got a boyfriend? And I was like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. And he's like, well, uh, how, many, how, how, how are things with your friends? I was like, I feel fine. like that's how, that's how Giles interacts with the kids whenever they're not talking about <laughs> supernatural stuff. You know what I mean? Like, with the supernatural stuff, he's in his element, but as soon as, like, Buffy's like, what am I gonna wear, or something like that. Not that she's done that so far. I laughed. No, not yet. Um, I laughed when he, uh, swatted Xander's feet off the table. Oh, yeah, I like that, too. I I thought it was a nice little touch. Yeah, I want more, like, parental Giles, I think. I would really like that. Oh, man. Because right now, he kind of... Wait, is it coming up? I mean, I don't know about in the next episode. But I can think of a few scenes. Okay. Because I feel like right now, anyway... I think that's why um, the scene where he's sitting at the cafeteria was so funny to me. Because it's like, he's totally like their friend, you know? Yeah. But he's also like totally a grown-up. Who, I wish I knew what Giles did in his free time. Right. Read, I guess? I think he just reads. That's just his fun. Like, I want to know if he has friends, if he has any pets. What are his parents? Oh my god, does he have siblings? Uh, no. Oh no. I know. Wouldn't that be nice, though? No, he doesn't. Um. Uh, frick. The, um... It's kind of nice. I really love their relationship. Um, Because, like, Buffy, obviously, her father is incredibly absent. Yeah, yeah. And she really, really needs someone to, like, tell her what, you know, like, care about her. And, and, Uh you know, not, like, tell her what to do, but be there for her and and comfort her and stuff like that. And Yeah, and Giles kind of... Fills that hole. Yeah, and um, Joyce is so busy with the art gallery. Yeah, it's just it's just nice to see that relationship on screen. Yeah, plus I, Giles knows she's a slayer, so she doesn't have to hide anything from him like she does from Joyce. 
And I, I want to say, um, I know this is true. Sarah Michelle Geller's dad was completely absent from her life. Uh-huh. And I think, I'm honestly, I'm going to look it up. I think um, Anthony Stewart Head, who plays Giles, I think he walked her down uh-huh. the aisle at her wedding. No, oh my god, we have to look that up. I th- I'm not sure. Okay. I, I don't think, I'm not sure that that's true. I don't remember where I read that. Um, but if it, Okay, if we'll look it up and we'll put it at the beginning of next week's episode. Yes. I think... We'll do like a little voiceover. Between like, hey now guys, and then, you friends, know. you can Google whether or not this oh, happened. Yeah. yeah, do it on your own time, listeners. Lazy... <laughs> they all they they just come for, they just come to us and they're like did Anthony Stewart head walk Sarah Michelle Geller down the aisle like we're supposed to know yeah for real such high demand I uh, all right do you have any more closing remarks or should we rate the episode and call it a day um let me think uh I don't know um. It was a, it was it was a pretty good episode. Um I really liked I liked the I thought the girl who did Mercy, she was really good. She was a good actor. Yeah, she was a really good. Yeah, I mean we mostly just heard her voice, but her voice was good. Mhm. Um I thought she yeah, was good. I liked her. Obviously Charisma Carpenter did a fantastic job. Oh my gosh, I'm Yay. sorry. I know we're a little over time, but I really want to talk about her conversation with Buffy. Um, about what being alone yeah okay i mean what about it i don't know i just thought it was really nice like i thought i thought it was a really nice touch yeah i thought it was it was a strong performance from charisma carpenter and it was really convincing yeah and also i think i mean you said doesn't she eventually somebody is setting off like fireworks or something outside my door Outside your door? I mean, outside, like, my window. Oh. Huh. It's me. It, there's 100% fireworks outside my door. Okay, whatever. Anyway. Um, wait, where was I? Oh, so didn't you say that, like, one day she, like, later in the in the show, she becomes part of... Uh, the Scooby Okay, game? I'm sorry. Somebody is, sh- somebody is setting off fireworks <laughs> outside my room right now. I'm at my parents' house, and we're in the middle of nowhere, and so it's like, it's fine to shoot off fireworks year-round or whatever. So anyway, just ignore that. So <laughs> didn't you say that later in the show she becomes part of, like, the Scooby gang? Oh, yeah, she does. She does? Okay, so I feel like <laughs> that kind of laid, like, that mutual bond over, like... I'm lonely too sometimes. We're just, we're both just people. I feel like that kind of was a really easy segue into like them being friends. Mm hmm. You know? So I think it, I don't know. I agree. I think it was a really nice touch and I think it added a lot to the characters and stuff. Yeah. We're big fans. Um, yeah. We love, love, love Cordelia, Charisma Carpenter. Keep up the good work. You're doing great. Yeah, um, you are. So, all right. I yeah, would like to I rate this give- episode with an eight. I am also going to give it an eight. I thought it was a really strong. Yeah. I thought it was a really strong episode, um, and I think it set up the finale really well with the codex. Oh yeah, that's next week. Yeah, um, guys, um, exciting news! Right before we go, um, next week we are going to have oh, yeah. our first official guest. 
Um, Yay! And, oh, yeah, Josie doesn't count. <laughs> yes, Josie doesn't count. <laughs> um, we're going to have our first official guest. Um, she specifically requested to do this episode, and I'm really excited for us to talk with her. Um, yeah, so, you'll meet her next week, everybody. Yeah, be sure to... Um, I have to go have a stern talk with whoever is setting off fire. <laughs> oh, my God, they're big fireworks. All right, I gotta go. All right, guys. Um, if Caroline doesn't show up next week, you'll know why. It's She was killed by yeah. hooligans setting off fireworks. I was shot with a firework. Bye, everybody. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>